I gotta find my music. He's not. Oh, <laughs> and we're alive. So, <laughs> good evening, everyone. Sorry about the the delay there. A little, we we got off track on time here, but. Welcome to The Missing Piece. I'm your host, Trish, and it is Monday, uh, December 19th. And it's a week from Christmas for those of you that celebrate that. It's also a few days from Yule for, for those of us that, that celebrate the, the changing of the, the year from the dark or from the light to the dark for a few months. Um, and I also want to thank Carnation for sponsoring my show tonight. And I am super excited to welcome uh, Jesse Peak. He is a um, certified MUFON field investigator for the state of Pennsylvania. Um, as well, uh, he's on the Experiencer resource team um, and an investigator for the Scientific Coalition for UAP Studies. Uh, with certifications in astronomy, space exploration, space advocacy, mental health, and um, case management, introduction to computer technology, basics of digital Im imaging, PowerPoint, public speaking, um, and disposition into investigations. He's also a published writer in the MUFON monthly journal, uh, X. E, is it X or EX? EX, thir I don't want to. <laughs> 13 Bravo, um, artillery cannon crew member in the Army National Guard, and where he did his training at Fort Sill, Oklahoma, and a counselor for five years teaching classes to young adults and Eagle Scouts. Um, he also has a podcast that has risen to the top five on oh my spotify. goodness she just gave me this spotify yes and um that is a link at the bottom of the screen so um so welcome jesse i mean i'm excited he was on chasing prophecy last year where we first met um well i guess you know internet how, how we meet on the internet unofficially <laughs> met i guess and um we've talked quite a few times over since then so yeah absolutely thanks for having me yeah. Coming and chatting and having these conversations, so happy to do it with you again on your own show. So that's cool. Yes, it's it's exciting, I, and and it's always amazing to see, um, especially like a year apart. I, I love that how we can see how people have grown and changed, and and in this community, um, you know, with anything paranormal or or astronomy or UFO, anything like that. I think, well, for myself anyways, and, and, and it seems with most people that um, are my guests and friends and such, our beliefs and opinions on, on a lot of these things change all the time with new findings. Um, so, so it's always fun to hear, you know, just oh, because yeah. I've interviewed somebody a year ago doesn't mean that they're going to have the same thing <laughs> to yeah. say. You know. See the growth in people, you know what I mean? What they've learned, the difference and 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 uh just being, you know, just a little bit more intelligent about the subject and all that kind of good stuff. So yes, I agree totally. So so Jesse, tell us what you have the last time we talked. Um, I think you're pretty new to MUFON at that time. 
Um, but you're also an experiencer yourself, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yep. That's why I got into the uh, ERT with MUFON, the Experiencer Resource Team, um, because I've, I've been there. You know, I have my own experiences. I kind of worked through it to the best I could. Um, and I thought it was at that point to start to give back to other people, you know what I mean? And help them through their process like others help myself. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a journey. Um, still have little things here and there, but it's died down for the most part. Um, but, yeah, I'm an experiencer as well. So now for for my audience, you grew up in Pennsylvania, correct? Yep, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So you've been in that that same area all your life. Um, how do you think now, now that you've been in MUFON, uh, for a year, you know, well, for over a year, but, um, in this last year and, and you've gotten to, to travel, you know, meet other tons of people in the, in the UFO field, obviously, and everything. Um, this question comes up a lot on my show, especially since, you know, everybody on chasing is from Pennsylvania as well. Do you think, and so, and some of our other shows, do you think that there's more activity just in general in Pennsylvania than than some of the other states or locations in the world? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I first got with MUFON in 2019, um, I used to look at the statistics every month that would come out in the MUFON Journal, and they show you, you know, and we even have an e an e newsletter that came, comes out and it tells you which state, you know, what part of the country and how many. And Pennsylvania is ranked seventh all time in UFO activity um, sightings. Um, wow. That's just regular sighting reports alone. That doesn't include the experiencers in Pennsylvania. It doesn't include the paranormal. That doesn't include Bigfoot or high strangeness. Right. So just with that, I would assume that there's other things. And then with different um, weird structures that are found over in Pennsylvania um, from back in time, it's just you know it's so there's so much historical stuff that has happened in pennsylvania um and uh we only know the top layer of it and i would love to go out there and start looking in the woods at some of these um druid um tunnels they found out in pennsylvania oh um, oh well yes that would be fun but i was gonna say i have been i've gotten lost in the woods in pennsylvania by accident um and there's it, it's kind of like it, parts of virginia <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't really know. <laughs> I was legit. <laughs> um, I I went on my honeymoon in Pennsylvania to a, a weird '80s resort, and uh, on the way there, we got lost numerous times, like because of construction and detours and all this stuff. And there were there were like, um armed people barricading roads and so i'm talking about like the scary stuff as far as people right. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere <laughs> like so i can't imagine what else is in those woods <laughs> well hey i mean people are a little crazy today. <laughs> That's no, sure. this, this was you know like 15 years ago so i'm sure it's fine now <laughs> no but that um that so pennsylvania though I wish I had a diagram of it um, to show like Kansas, you know, is on specific uh, ley lines that obviously they they were on part of like the UFO highway. So there's tons of, of activity here, but it goes up it like it kind of curves up towards um, 
Pennsylvania, right? Like it goes right through there also. I believe so. Yes. Yes. I was talking with yeah. my investigator about that the other day, the ley lines that run through and they were talking about maybe putting, I don't know if you know what a MADAR unit is. I don't know if you're familiar with mm -hmm. those. Um, they track aircraft and aerospace phenomena that is that don't it, it tracks anomalous things so it, it won't track airplanes and drones it tracks other magnetic uh things that it catches so it's a ufo detector all in all um and they want to lay them across the state um where they're coming in and where they're coming out so we can start tracking and finding out where they're going and where they're coming from um but the ley lines wow. here we have lot, they believe has a lot of activity which is why they would like to do that and use that project um anybody can buy a madar unit put it in their home and it'll it alerts you and actually beeps when it gets a hit um, and then it also gives you the location the longitude latitude where it was at how long it was there for all all that data um, to collect um, which is really pretty cool so that's I, it's funny you brought that up because we we're just talking about the ley lines <laughs> yeah I, I would be afraid to have in my if i had one of those in my house it'd probably be going off all the time be like it's over your house or something there's <laughs> Yeah, and the alarm, supposedly the alarm is like really loud, like a smoke detector going off. So, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the, the real, you know, guys that want to do it 24-7, you know, they alert something. <laughs> they love it. So <laughs> so for your uh, website, which I find this fascinating that you're actually doing scientific research on the electronic or electronic electrical phenomena that goes along with um with ufo activity so if you if you could kind of explain explain that much better than yeah, i can so, too we started project bad tech 404 october 1st of 2021 um so we're over a year now doing our research and what we do is we investigate and research electrical malfunctions that are associated with ufo sightings or encounters um so we've been we created a database uh, we got into collaboration with kufos and other big organizations um okay what's kufos know, for people that don't know the center for ufo studies jay allen Hynek, the uh ufo investigator for project blue book after he left blue book he started his own uh, organization to collect data on ufos um it's still there in roswell new mexico you can go there um don schmidt uh, the, the Roswell investigator now runs KUFOS, um, but we were sent over some EM information from them to put together with our research um, because most of the EM work was done back in like the 80s and 70s. You know, it's really nothing updated with new information. And our technology has changed so much since then that there needs to be new data on this so we can understand, you know, what it's affecting, how it's affecting it why how close it is right. um the health effects from it is what we're going to be slipping into next because it can cause temporary blindness um it can cause radiation oh, yeah. it can cause pain <laughs> you know all kinds of crazy stuff um but we created so, a database we put it up there we've published a couple papers um and we're still doing research now and we hope to get to a testing phase uh, at a certain point maybe next this next year i was gonna have you put the uh the website again in the chat room real yeah. quick just for people that I are i can only just, put it in the so people... chat oh i can't for some reason it doesn't let you do that stream your I, I can put it in in our chat room um i can send it in the private so you can if you want to share it 
Yeah, but anybody can report their EM uh, UFO sighting or encounter to us through our email that we have, a reporting email. Uh, that'll get assigned to the closest investigator to that area. Um, and then they'll contact you, uh, get the information about your case so we can understand it more, log it in the database. And as of today, Project BatTech has the most accurate information on EM to date. Um, with the wow. historical stuff that we have researched, with the EM stuff sent from other organizations and from people reporting their recent EM stuff with newer technology. Um, nobody else has a database that's more accurate than ours right now. Um, and we would love to get to a testing phase so we can start getting real actual data on how close these things have to be, um, whether this is some kind of part of their propulsion or if this is a button that they hit to make it happen on purpose, um, that kind of stuff. And uh, there's instruments where we can actually recreate that and uh, actually get some real data on it, scientific data. So I was going to show you, um, I can see if I can pull it up on, show it on my screen. Um, you were talking about health effects of these things and, and, and I was like, that's perfect. I have, I mean, I had, you, y'all could like make a book about my, my case, but, um, most recently, it's funny that the name of, of your project as well. Um, this was back in September, September 20th through the 22nd. It's usually on it's usually around the 20th to the 22nd of any given month because those are specific portal days that they can travel on. Um, but anyways, on the 20th, and I don't, I'm, I'm trying to pull this up so I can show everyone else too. Um, I walked outside and there was a dead bat in front of my vehicle. And so, and nothing had bothered, you know, there's like cats and city cats and stuff in the neighborhood birds, everything else, but it was unbothered, untouched, meaning there was no other, you know, if it just died and, or, or something killed it, you would think that it would be mangled in some way or whatever, you know, no, it was completely untouched, dead bat in front of my vehicle. And so the first thing I think, and, and even like, I, I, I get heart palpitations when there's sh like ships in the sky and stuff. Um, even if, uh, they are, um, what do you call it? Um, cloaked. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> even if they're cloaked, like, like nobody else would see it. Obviously I can tell because I've been doing, um, you know, that started with, with me being able to identify these things, um, as a photographer, because a lot of my cameras would malfunction Right. If there was something in the sky, obviously, and um, some certain cell phones and stuff pick it up now, um, you know, with with that advanced technology of smartphones, obviously. Um, but it just depends. But anyway, so so there's this de dead bat in front of my vehicle, and and I showed um, I showed the picture to Joe when when um, I think when I was on his show a few weeks ago because. Um, I was like, how can I prove this? Because I can see it, but nobody else, like you wouldn't be able to tell unless you knew what you're looking for. Right. And the right. only reason I knew was because there was a weird backward shaped rainbow in the sky, like vertical. And then there was also like, if you're looking at a blue sky with clouds, it was like a, 
like a smudge spot in the clouds, you know, like, like if you're looking at a picture or painting or something and you're like, that's, is that like a blur in the, <laughs> but it was yep. in the actual sky, not through my camera, not, so the, that's the only way, way I can explain that. So, um, so I had this app for blind people actually that identifies um, objects. So I'm like, maybe I want to see what will happen if I point that through my phone, right, at this object. And it identified it as a ship, which is funny, or a boat. Really? And I'm like, huh. So obvious. And you could, and it outlines it. So you could see something there that this app identified as a boat in the sky. And huh. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's, I mean, that's a start. Like, at least somebody might believe me that that was. I love that app. <laughs> yeah. So that night, that night, of course, these things happen to me all the time and have my entire life. I'm just now figuring out how to kind of, you know, I'm sure like, like, like move on or maybe um, your other projects do document. Um, I just, um, and so that night I had all of these electronic things and I, I did take pictures of those. I mean, you can see even, th that's another thing. I took one, one video that looked just like the lights were fine in my room or in my house or whatever. Um, because in my vision, they, they looked fine, but I could feel that there was a fluctuation in the energy and that came through on my phone you know, on the video on my phone, it came through that the lights were flickering, even though I couldn't see those with my, my bare eyes. Wow. And so later that night, um, I was, oh, I took a shower and the water like literally electrocuted me. I have proof of that. I took pictures of that too. I had like all these lines on my skin that, and it's like, there was nothing in there that could have hurt me. There wasn't, right. you know, because I mean, physically like that I could see it looked like like if you're stung by a jellyfish <laughs> so like literally <laughs> it just appeared all of a sudden right and so every time these things happen um it's always a series of events you know my animals go crazy I have videos of them doing that you can literally see these things um affecting uh sometimes i've i've videoed them where they look like water literally like um almost like a translucent being i guess okay um and and every time that happens right afterwards i get almost radiation poisoning li quite literally um, and the only reason I know that is because before I, I understood what was happening years ago, I would get really sick. My hair would start falling out. I would have weird like burn marks and stuff. And I would go to the doctor and they're like, this doesn't make any sense. It looks like you, you've been exposed to a very high amount of radiation just within the last 24 hours. And I'm like, I was just at my house, you know, or something. And so I started putting that together as well. And it happened on the same time every month or few months or whatever um and i had the same effects or it had the same effects and um it it, it affects my animals the same way as well so it's interesting that um i've it, and i know you know I've, I've had two heart attacks i've had multiple strokes i went blind one time um i went deaf 
I some sonic variations will cause my ears to bleed or nose or whatever. Huh? All EM stuff. Your eyes bleeding, your your, um, ears, temporary blindness, all that. Yep. So it happens to me all the time. So it's, I'm so excited that you all, you know, somebody's finally investigating and it happens to people around me too. They just don't realize that that's what's happening. You know, right. and I didn't realize it was happening to other people as well. I was like, well, maybe I'm the only one that the, in this part of the country anyways, that the aliens mess with because I don't know, I was born outside of Roswell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you always wonder if it, but then I would be out in public and these things in my area would become apparent, you know, they'd be like, I would just overhear people in the store. Yeah, I don't know. My ears keep bleeding and and I, I keep having heart palpitations. And it's it was always the same times that I was. So I started taking more note of that. And like when, you know, from the airfield, the jets would fly over and stuff. Um, right. So now it's funny yeah. you brought that up. You went to the doctor and the doctor was like, this doesn't make sense, blah, blah, blah. We're working on another yeah. project where I'm, I'm head of the EEM part. It's called UAP Medical Coalition. Um, we just started that up, I think it was in June. Um, and what we're, our main goal is, is actually to educate medical professionals on how to help um, experiencers that had exposures. Um, so then if you go to the doctor, they can be like, okay, yeah, this is it, you know, and, and not just mistreat you and send you away because most people are mistreated. Um, all experiencers, and there's only very few places they can go to get the help they need. So that's interesting. You brought that up as well. I I got to where I was almost traumatized from doctors because even if I went to the doctor for, you know, a heart attack or something that, that they legitimately had a record of and, and, you know, the EKGs and everything for, and I would tell them my theory on why this happened or whatever. And it, they're very, they're very mean, very, um, oh yeah. I just happened to, so after all of that started happening, I became very sensitive to electromagnetic energy myself to where I would even manipulate it, especially if it was right after I was taken, right after I was abducted, um, for months after anything that I touched would, I would almost zap out any remote control, any, um, I'd be very careful plugging things in. Um, and my, like, my blood and and such was was radioactive like i had to be careful about exposure to that too and actually it was it was the it was like extraterrestrials that told me that they're like you have to i like i got a cut on my finger or something they kept telling me control the control the leak and i'm like what (laughs) and then i figured out what they were trying you know sometimes their messages they, they they don't always communicate in a linear fashion like right like we would. Um, so I'm like, what is that? Why every time I, I do something, you know, or like wash my hands or brush my teeth or something, they're telling me to clean the sink. And, and, and that makes sense. You know, it's like people with chemotherapy, your bodily fluids are literally radioactive for so many, I don't months or something after you get it done. So, right. wow. um, <laughs> so they, they have taught me. Sounds like a very familiar with this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so your projects, I think, are going to bring about an entirely new, uh, well, new data, anyways, but a new 
completely new, different viewpoint, you know, on, on the subject matter and, and with doctors that would help so much. Yeah, that's definitely something that, um, got a lot of, a lot of people are involved now. Um, it was three of us and I believe now there's like 14 or 15 of us all working together. Um, uh, bought my the director of the ERT from MUFON. He's, he's an ex medical doctor. Um, so we, I just oh. bought him word. Um, one of the other state directors who's part of the ERT, he's, he's still a registered nurse. Um, I just bought them as well. And some people from my project, um, this way we can all get on the same page and help out, um, Ted Rowe, who's the director of NARCAP. He's the founder of this. Um, there's a bunch of different people on it and it's great. Um, we have a, we created a forum this way. Anybody that's interested can get involved in the conversation. Um, communicate on the forum with us, ask questions. Um, you can go, we have a website, it's uapmed.org. Um, check it out. You can see who's all involved with the project. You can check out frequently asked questions, um, just see all the different information, the affiliates with the project, where we're getting information from. Um, and it's all to help experiencers because really it's MUFON ERT, or you can go to Opus for help if you're an experiencer. There's other little groups, but those are the two main ones. You know what I mean? And there needs to be more help. And if they can't go to medical doctors and get the correct help that they need, then there's a problem. And that is an issue um, because most people will get sent to the loony bin or located yeah. up to where the point where they're not even physically alive anymore. So right. it's about making the changes that are important in this field and not just going and, and investigating case over case over case. So let's actually do something a little different this time. We've been doing this for 75 plus years, really haven't gotten nowhere. So let's kind of change the aspect of this and help the people that are really giving us the most answers in this field. Um, experiencers are one of the biggest keys to ufology and people don't realize that yet. Um, yeah, so. uh, well, and there's still such a stigma about it, you know, especially places like, like Kansas where I live. I mean, now I'm not the same as, as a lot of people here because I, I didn't grow up in this state, but, but I have got, you know, I finally got to the point where I, I don't care what other people think about me. If I want to, I, I'm either going to die trying to find help or, you know, you put a message out there and try to find help right. yourself. So, right. so that was the point that I got to, but I do know, and I didn't realize until I got it more involved in this community that there's so many people that are experiencers because it would be something like, you know, I'd just be talking to my sister or something openly about UFOs, like out if we're at a restaurant or something. And it, it, it spreads that way. Like the um, um, people around us would be like, um, they would just come forward and right. and start say, you know, I've never told anybody this, but I've I've had this and this and this happen. And and so people are starting to open up more, but it's still very, um, you know, the small towns, especially I and I'm sure it's the same everywhere. But um, the small yeah, towns I mean, in my area and stuff, there's and like religion right. and, you know. You... I'm sorry. <laughs> it kind of oh, no, I, di I didn't hear. I didn't hear the last thing. <laughs> sorry. All right. Uh, no, what I was saying is. um we're experiencing that now with some of the people involved in UAP med. 
some people can't go out public that are working on this project. Um, right. And then we also, I have scientists working on the project, Project BatTech, and they can't come forward. Uh, when I was putting it together, I wanted to put all the team members on the website. And he was like, can you just leave me off because of my career? And because he's in aerospace, he works for the Canadian Space Agency. And it's like, he's worried about what the kickback would be if he comes forward that he's involved in a subject like this. Um, and it's a shame because people should be allowed to do what they want to do. And now with the government coming out and, and clarifying that this is a real subject and this is happening, you know, you would think the, the stigma is raising a little bit, but it's still there. You know what I mean? Um, right. It's it's we got to get that going and get that taken care of. And I think the more information that comes out from the government, that'll kind of help. Um, you know, we're supposed to get that second report. It still hasn't come. <laughs> um, we're still waiting on that. But we did. Uh, they did sign the new NDAA. So hopefully that'll have some good info coming from that. You know, but we got to get rid of the stigma first. Well, and. and there's still, it, that's what I'm saying, even even if the government and media and, and everything else, science, um, you know, is more open to all of this, obviously, there's still, because um, I do it. I do it as well. You know, people still worry about what their families think or what their yeah. church or what, whatever. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been disowned from a lot of those things most of the time. So. <laughs> but but I'm saying I understand why people just like you said, the you know, different people with their jobs and, and such. That is right. Um, yeah, I kind of got that that feedback when I started getting into this field. You know, people were kind of like questioning me of why, why are you getting into this kind of stuff, you know? But then I'd hit them with the fact is that there's things flying in our skies that we have no idea and can hurt people and kill people. And we need yeah. to figure out what these things are. It's a national security thing. And then they're like, oh, OK, now I get it, you know, and it's and then you get into the field. And after a couple of months, friends and family start coming over every so often and saying, hey, you know what? That one time I had a sighting, too. And you, and you find out how many people in your family and friends actually had sightings themselves that would have never yeah. said nothing to anybody if I wasn't in the field. And I'm telling you, there's probably more than a lot more than I can count. It's just sad. Oh, yeah. And and another thing. Um, see, I, I used to think that all just because as as an experience, I didn't I didn't know any different. And I didn't want to confront it in my own life that way. I just thought that every extraterrestrial visit or every ufo or or things like that were all the same basically right it wasn't until i started embracing it and they started communicating with me and such that um i realized that there are there is a very big difference there's so many races of extraterrestrials out there that um they're not all are good and not all are bad right um and it's interesting because it got to a point where there it's like there was something else. Um, you know, I, I was manipulated and, and taken many times by some of the bad ones. And it got to a point where eventually something bigger started protecting me and started warning me about the bad ones. Now, whether we listen to that or not, you know, or do anything about it, is one thing um but 
after being in opening up more in the and in, in networking more with people even in the paranormal field i've realized that many of those people are actually having um you know et and and ufo experiences they just don't realize it that they they um you know brush off as something spiritual or paranormal right um which is another interesting it's like <laughs> just because of the patterns you see you know right. <laughs> like like when you're communicating with something through um electronic devices it's not always a spirit you know you know what i mean like i i mean it is right. in a sense but it's not necessarily like a spirit of a person <laughs> so. right that's interesting what is your thoughts your thoughts on the ancient astronaut theory as far as just like what do you think of it do you believe in it do you think there's something to it or, or you think that i don't know just just wanted to get your opinion i've been trying to get other people's opinions on this and what they think about it if they believe it if they feel that you know ets really were here helping in the human race in some type of way you know building these megalithic structures and and finding the inscriptions on these walls of things that are around today that weren't around back then things like that uh yes because there's proof in writing you know there's literally the writing on the walls um in that sense um we already know as but but it's like we try to brush these things off as as humans and as a civilization right. it's like we we're like no no yeah we see ufos in egyptian hieroglyphics but that no no we we're smarter than them so let's just no. you know keep you know i mean <laughs> it's, it's like absolutely i think there is some even the even the bible even the bible like there are pictures of spacecraft i know you, you know what i mean like okay they believed in it back then and, and and if you're thinking about you know even when people think of of thousands of years ago or whatever you, you think of like caveman era type stuff that you know it's like dumb people just kicking rocks and chiseling <laughs> stone and stuff. no no <laughs> like you know what i mean like <laughs> because that's how it's been depicted to us right when actually we're probably like it's the curious case of benjamin button where we went backwards you know <laughs> we're, we're getting dumber as time goes on because um <laughs> like because everything is even medical um revelations even science everything is going back to something that was already discovered you know what right. i mean um and so I believe the pyramids, the hieroglyphics, the geometry of it um, was absolutely made by design, not default, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think Eric Von Daniken really took the Bible and really kind of like in kind of got people involved in the UFO field because of how he was depicting the Bible and how it was telling people that this is actually really happening. And I think he was one of the ones that really opened my eyes and really got me into the subject because I mean, I, I, no one else really did it better than him in that way. And I loved how academia all kind of went after him 
you know, but he was telling the mm-hmm. truth. And that's kind of how that's the stigma thing is too. It's just all interesting. All the different rabbit holes you can go down. And yeah. I have, I, you know, and I, I struggled with, I, I have a book that, that's coming out next year that it was supposed to be out this year, but I struggled back and forth. I'm like, I'm going to get a, so much backlash over my theories from, from my experiences. And I get a lot of, well, as you know, I get a lot of weird uh, messages, I should say, from other sides <laughs> like stuff that i wouldn't know you know that wouldn't just come out of my right. um especially after these visits actually after these electronic you know i get all these down like they call them downloads nowadays so i get all these downloads and i i've started to document it and write it down and stuff and i'll forget i did that completely forget like i won't know at the time that i was doing that because something else was probably channel took over my body channeling right so i'll go back to that months later i find notebooks all over my house that i just randomly wrote (laughs) three pages of you know scientific notes on and i'm like there's no way i wrote that there is no way i know that about quantum physics you know i mean just something random i'm like (laughs) Like, that sounds way too smart for me. That's not. It's good that you write it down though, so you can find that kind of stuff later. Right. On. So no. then I actually, after I go back to these things I've channeled in automatic writing, then I research. Like I research the science behind it. You know, trying to to put two and two together to see if something is actually possible or or does make sense. You know, to make it make sense because I'm one of those people that um kind of has to see things to believe them or have like some sort of even if i'm not trying to prove things um for the sake of others it's it's myself you know and i think we do that as humans to kind of it's like a reassurance thing that we're not going crazy you know yeah, or... <laughs> you know how many times that i did that when i was having my experiences like i was doing things to maybe like see like when I came to like that this was actually happening like using memory foam and and different things like that to see different imprints or you know (laughs) it's just it's how human how we're built you know what I mean and we don't want to say to ourselves we're crazy so we do these things to try to make sure that this is really happening to us now when talking about the power so Like I've noticed with cemeteries, um, since I, you know, visit a lot of cemeteries, um, not only, not just because I'm a medium, it's, it's in my pagan belief system. You know, we honor our ancestors and the dead a lot in various ways. Um, but now I've noticed because I started having, um, more heart palpitations and, and, and such near cemeteries. I'm like, why is this? And every cemetery now has a tower near it. Have you noticed that? Like um, Wi-Fi towers or what is it, the 5G? Uh, no. There's there's one by every cemetery in Kansas, probably, like every main cemetery. Hmm. And I was thinking that's interesting because essentially you're like, literally exercising the the dead 24 7 by doing that like (laughs) (laughs) so so if we're trying to to uh you know 
raise some demons in this world, then that's probably going to do it. So, <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> but but I but I thought of that because there's there's always been a lot of UFO activity by these cemeteries, you know, and um, I thought I wonder if that has anything to do with the towers, like the vicinity and power grids and Wi-Fi towers. Probably not one hundred percent. Huh. Definitely. And you, then water you're, too. You're in Kansas City, Missouri, right? I'm I'm in Topeka, so. Okay, because but that, but we have all this activity between here and the other side of Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys just had a flap too a month and a half ago, a really big flap. We actually got like over a hundred sighting reports in Kansas City, and they only usually get like thirty a month. So, so was that was probably October 6th, 7th. I have documentation of that. That's when, that's actually when uh, I was like electrocuted in the shower or whatever. Okay. That <laughs> well, was, that, sense then, right? <laughs> that would have been, uh, wait, no, that was the September. That was like two weeks prior. The other, the second time I videoed the stuff in my house too, my stove caught on fire. My stove, my electric stove, caught on fire on its own. That was oct that was the October one, and then after that, after all, so so here's the thing that nobody's putting together, which is highly concerning to me, and I always recognize it, always. So I don't even leave my house during those days because I know what's going to happen. So after that time, yeah, the my stove caught on fire October fifth. This lasted through October. Uh, I want to say October 7th ish, but then the aftermath of this. So then I have a picture of all this hair that fell out on September or October 7th. Yeah, that was the time. So right after that, the influx in crime in Topeka was astronomical. I mean, literally like we had a high-speed police chase in the broad public daylight, like huge shootout downtown by the Capitol um, that week. There were more murders and thefts and like everyone went crazy right after that, which is what I, I animals, you, you would hear about like animals attacking everything, people attacking everything. I'm telling you this, that time, and I knew it was directly related to that, um, led to, because I'm sure things, uh, well, I know how electrical systems affect me. You know? right. And if you're not used to that, it absolutely, especially animals, would agitate. I can't um, remember the name of the government project that they did, um, but they were using electrical magnetic waves to control people. Yep. And that still happens today. I was, I, somebody else was just telling me about something that happened like that too. Um, I just did a show on that. Um, there were actually a few from the 60s and 70s, even, even into the early 80s. There were a few projects that were still contracted through the Midwest, through ne um, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma that had not been fulfilled with Russia yet. Hmm. That were supposed to be within the, the late 90s to the, you know, into the 2000s. Okay. Yeah, there's an MK Ultra. That's what it was. The face. 
in the, it's in the chat. Well, that too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, it's interesting. This is why I like this electrical stuff, man. And I had it happen to me. That's why I started the project. I had a sighting with my dad and and um, my phone malfunctioned. It was a brand new phone. Didn't make sense at all. And uh, that's why I started Project Batek. And the first case that came in was somebody else's cell phone that they reported. So it was interesting. And about that, if I don't know if that person is a book reader, but that I would read Dark Fleet. Um, it's all about Antarctica and the reptilians and the secret space agent, uh, space, space, secret space programs and all that good stuff. I'm reading it now and it's one of the most intriguing books that I've ever started to read. So what's interesting about this is uh, but instead every direction south past the ice shelf in Antarctica. So from uh, and I, I've never researched it. I've There's a lot of things that when I would get messages from, from extraterrestrials and stuff, I, I didn't, it, it's like the trauma. I almost blocked out a lot of that, but for years they were giving me messages about Antarctica and that it was dangerous for humans to do anything have anything to do with the ice shelf or Antarctica, Antarctica. See, I can't, I can't say that word, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I swear that was one of the biggest messages from whoever on another side had given me for a very long time. Like to a point I was, I, I would get anxiety about it. I would start panicking. Like, who do I tell? Like it was that important that right. I wanted to tell someone that would listen to stop messing around in Antarctica because it's going to like in the world or something, you know, um, <laughs> that was one of the main messages I got for a long time. <laughs> like who are you supposed to tell that to without them thinking they would out? listen. Right. Oh, I've gotten tons of things like that. There, every time there's like something, um, Oh, like the, when the Hadron, um, collider was activated. Oh Yeah. There, there. I or when like we start doing weird things on the moon, I I start get like I'll have nightmares about these things. I will. It, it's like there's literally something, you know, if your brain had a door on it, like <laughs> somebody's banging on trying to get you to pay attention, you know, or to yeah. do something about. But then I never know. Like, what do you, what do you do? Who do you tell? What are you going to call your senator? Okay, I'll be thrown in a loony bin. Like. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yep, I've actually reached out. I was reaching out to politicians all this past year, trying to just get anybody to get write me back. And most of them would be real arrogant and egotistic and write what they're doing for the neighborhood and just completely ignore what I'm talking about. I had one politician actually write me back and tell me that he give he gave me all the information about what was going on in the government. Um, writing the bill, releasing about the paperwork that was released on June 25th, um, what the new bill that they were writing and signing into act was going to do. Um, and he also told me he was going to have his intelligence committee look into it and then sent me another letter that it was being in process of being looked at, which I was completely shocked. You know what I mean? Because usually you get you get the runaround. Um, but we'll see where that goes. That's it's interesting to me because that just means that people are starting to get interested in it. 
which I love. So. Well, and I mean, it it was coming to that back in, um, you know, the '60s, even with. But but the problem is, every time that happens, somebody. St- well, back then in politics, anyways, people started dying. You know, you know what I mean. Um, the one of the first major times, anyways, that like in my parents' um, younger, you know, in their lifetime when they were younger, um, was. Um, Kennedy. Um, right. A lot of conspiracy theories started coming out during during his presidency, his time in office, and then like with Marilyn Monroe and stuff. And that's the first time you ever heard about like UFOs or anything out of the ordinary. And then all of a sudden, you know, after after the assassination, after she died, and after uh, um, those are major, you know, a major celebrity and the president, yeah. obviously. So, so it kind of, it was such a huge setback until probably like the eighties, you know, I would say that it started kind of coming around again and. There's um, always something to overshadow it. Yeah. Always. And then of course it, it, it died out again for another, you know, 20 years yeah. before. World War started. It's the same thing yeah. with that. UFOs after World War II, we started looking into that, and then the Cold War happened, and that completely shut UFOs up. Every time yeah. it comes around, something happens where it overshadows it, and we don't get to continue doing This that. time, during, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the entire, um, I guess the beginning of the shutdown, really, was, was when that started again, uh, got the ball rolling, because there were so many theories on... Um, like the virus coming from another country or another country, yeah. another planet and all these things. Yeah. Um, but again, the, like the, the Russian Ukraine war shut that down. You know, people just stopped. Yep. Same focusing, thing with- I guess, on that. The Moo Moo was real big for a little bit and then you heard nothing about it anymore. It's all, it's always. So did you notice, speaking of moons, this last full moon that we had, um, was that december 6th or something i, I want to say yeah. um like i i live by the moons so i usually you know keep track of that but um that specific moon um was the first time in 14 years that mars which i couldn't really see it here because we the weather and it was overcast for during the the entire time of the full moon but um, was the first time that Mars w- w- almost, it was almost like a, a lunar eclipse, but with Mars instead of, um, you know, the the sun and right. the moon. And did you notice, did you have any increase in, in reports during that time? Uh, I don't know. I, I would have to check, but I know I've gotten a lot of stuff this past month. It's a lot of cases, a lot of ERT stuff. So that could be why, maybe. I always got messages about Mars that uh, Mars would conquer man or something it, from the time I was little. And I never knew what that meant. I'm like, what's that? I'm like, oh, Mars. they would say like, the, and especially when I was little, I didn't know what they meant by like the giant red planet and all these things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so that's always, always something every time I think of, um, you know, exploration of Mars, I, I think of that because that was a very, um, repetitive message as well that um about mars so i don't know if something bad is on mars and antarctica and 
<laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm a kid for the planetary society, so I try to keep up with all everything that's going on in space, like the meteor shower that just happened a couple nights back, um, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes it's just too much all at once to pay attention to every little thing that's going on. I overlook stuff sometimes. It happens. And see, that's that's what with me. I don't. I don't research these things. I don't. Unless something comes across my radar in, intuitively to research, then then obviously I do. But otherwise, I don't. I guess I don't always want the the negative or like the just all the BS, you know, involved. Like I I don't want the filler stuff. Like I either want factual scientific evidence right. or to back things up or like real person accounts, you know, experiencer accounts and things right. like that. I'm not worried um, about Lazar. I'm not worried about area 51 anymore. I'm not worried right. about 52 or, or any of the fucking military bases or any of that crazy shit that has been debated since the beginning of time. It's yeah. about getting the real information that's going on now that has, that is in play right now. with, with yeah. the phenomenon. So, so things now that I research are absolutely, when I know this is coming, I know how it's going to affect me. I, I cannot, I already deal with that. So I've gotten that conquered kind of, kind of, you still never really get that, but, but how is it going to affect my surroundings? Meaning my city, which is literally turned upside down when these things happen because the crime, um, my kids' schools, things like that. There, it, it's just like, uh, when was it over the summer when um it wasn't the summer it was the beginning of it ha so it's happened um september october november and december now september i believe it was was when there was a mass school shooting threat at what, like four schools between kansas and oklahoma in one day, in one day. So it was Kansas City, Topeka, Wichita, Oklahoma City, all at the same time, all on the same day. And then right before that or right after that, there were tons of reports of UFOs. So things like that are what I is more important to me than, you know, Area 51 and things like that. Absolutely. I agree totally. I look, I'm on UFO Twitter, so I see this kind of stuff all day long, and it's like, I don't care about any of this kind of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? And in the beginning, I was kind of staying up to date with everybody on UFO Twitter and what they were looking into, and I got just got to the point where I realized, I was like, this is not the important stuff that we should be looking at. Right. And that's kind of why I'm like, I'm still on UFO Twitter, but I do my own stuff behind the scenes that I feel is more the most important stuff to be doing, you know, because... You could just sit there all day and look at this and look at that, the Wilson Davis memo, all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's, it's old. Now, and another really thing. The field for work, you know, that's what's important. Have you, um, this is a new thing. Well, it's not new for me, but I mean, my, I always have spine problems after it, but have you noticed an increase in people with spinal problems after the, the electrical things? Well, we haven't gotten a lot of people talking about the effects on their bodies that's something we're going to oh. look into now we haven't had anybody report about any kind of physical effect to them which is weird that is weird 
Um, usually it's multiple different kinds of equipment they have that go off. Um, now I have heard of one case where it was like temporary blindness for a little bit, and then one with a little bit of radiation poison, which is the Cash Landrum case. Um, but not a lot. That's why we're making the focus this week coming up, this week actually, and next week to look into that. So two things with the temporary blindness. There's been a few times in my life that I've experienced temporary blindness. Um, one of the times in New York, doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong. My eyes, every day I was going, I was literally going blind. Like my eyes were turning white, you know, like, like a blind person. Um, they tried so many different drops and medic all, all kinds of stuff. And this was in a very short period. It was, it was within like two weeks. That, that, that was when I lived in upstate New York. I, I did live very close to a military uh, base. And I believe that that time, especially with my military abduction, you know, experience, they were doing experiments on people back in the day uh, with lights, with, with like, a, like laser lights. There's actually, a pro I, I would have to look it up and send it to you. There's a project about this. Um, I don't know if it was MK ultra related or not, but it was, it was uh, a military project, but um and they would do that to people by using a series of flashing lights and things. It would make the person temporarily go blind. But after that, they would be able to see in like infrared and um, different, very like almost night vision, which I, I was wow. after these things. Um, so I 100% believe that that specific time was probably part of some sort of experiment. Now, the other times it's very different. You go blind literally from the change in in frequency. Um, I don't know explain that, but different vibrations and frequencies cause so many different health issues with people. And different ships, when they enter our atmosphere, our environment, um, if, if it changes the frequency too, too fast, you know, it's almost like divers, like you can't, you can't just come up <laughs> because your lungs will collapse. Right. So what it does to humans and animals and like plants, any living thing in that area, it's too much of a change too fast. And that's what would cause the blindness. Um, that's interesting for sure. Um, see, we were also looking at, there's a, uh, uh, what's it called? Cosmic rays that, that bring in extra frequencies and, and, um, yeah, yeah naturally. So you got to count flares that. too. Right. And that too, you got to count that plus the ship, you know what I mean? Is it, and then also, is it the propulsion system too doing something? That's a big question I have. Is it the propulsion system or are they specifically pressing a button and making your mouth your electronics malfunction and that question keeps coming up again and again every time someone wants to talk to me about my pro the project They're like yeah i really want to know doing this or if it is the propulsion system like to know that difference would be a huge step forward i think it's both i think it's both because i yeah. always am warned when i can't go out in the sun because of the solar flares specifically like specific 
solar flares, I 100% know on those days how that's going to, because everybody has electric cars nowadays too. And I, I hate them. I would rather go back to like, I want like a 1970 or 80 something vehicle because I don't want anything electric. I'm telling you like, because those days, if I'm out driving and there's a solar flare and I know they, they like I'm alert, I don't know how, I don't know who's telling me these things, but I know when these things are coming, probably because I have AFib and, you know, I could have a heart attack. Um, so apparently I'm supposed to be living for some reason, but um, it, it, my, my check engine light on my vehicle will come on. There'll like street lights will start flickering and stuff. And the, that specific time, I know there's a difference. Like I know that's a solar flare and you could probably track on those days that there were, um, I, I don't know what the, there, there's a website that, that measures that it's, I, I don't think it's through NASA. I want to say it's, um, do you know what I'm talking about that, that measures the solar, like the increased um, sun variations in different parts of the world? I don't know, I don't know what, what it's called. called. I know what you're talking about, though, the different variations, the output of the solar flare, yeah. Um, but then on other days, you know what I'll see? You know what message they send me? Is Sonic. You know, like the restaurant Sonic. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I keep seeing Sonic or hearing about it on the radio? And then I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. And and then sure enough, you know, within however many hours or whatever, um, it, it's like we get hit with the Sonic um, type of influence. One of the first papers that I published for the project is called Diesel Engines and EM. Um, before the year, I don't know if it was 74 or 76, but before that, diesel engines were never affected by UFO sightings. Um, these diesel engine trucks would be sitting next to regular combustion engines, and the combustion car would completely shut down the lights, everything, and not work, and the diesel engine would still run. But the radio and the headlights would go out, but the engine always stayed fine. And then in 74 or 76, what they did is they, uh, with the emission standards got put in place. So they, they then changed the way the, men, the engine was built. And from that point on, they were also affected along with the combustion engines. So if you really want to get away with this, get a diesel engine <laughs> that's older. Well, and I think it was, it was probably you that we were actually talking about that last year because <laughs> I was telling you how my dad back in, which is interesting, back in the 70s, converted a vehicle he had. He, he put a uh, propane tank. Yes, you did say this on it, and um, it made it like, um, like a hybrid gas propane, right. um, <laughs> and just just for the for the reason it could go, you know, he could probably go like a thousand miles before he had to get gas again or whatever. But right. I'm like, that's interesting. If my, you know, usually people that are abducted, it follow it follows um, family lines and yeah. stuff. So yep. even right. if he didn't know that, that that was happening at the time, like you <laughs> still start doing things subconsciously or because something else is telling you, like I said, that might be trying to protect you. Um, which is probably why I want to go back to like a 70 something vehicle, you know, with a rebuilt engine and <laughs> <laughs> because I can't tell, I could tell you out of all the vehicles, every one of my vehicles, 
And I remember the points it happened. I didn't know that was happening way back in the, like in my early twenties and stuff. But now, now that I, you know, you start remembering these things, I'm 41 now. So, um, I started remembering, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I had an explorer, uh, explorer sport and it would just stop in the middle of the road when I was driving at night for no reason, you know, and I would take it into the shop. It would have to be towed or whatever and nothing, they couldn't find anything wrong with it. And it would start up fine 24 hours later all the time. And now thinking back, I'm like, son of a, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, they son of mess. a, every time they stopped my car. <laughs> she's crazy why does she keep bringing her car here yes yes and it wasn't just like that so i got a new i bought a brand new car right and then the same thing happened and i'm like no i swear (laughs) (laughs) but but they knew it wouldn't like the tow truck driver and stuff eventually they would be like no it won't start we don't like so so it wasn't just me i mean it really wouldn't start, but yeah, there was never anything. They couldn't find anything wrong with them over and over and over. Like, uh, I can't even tell you how many times that <laughs> happened. And it was, so <laughs> and I didn't know at the time, but now looking back, I'm like, son of a. You realize it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's... That's crazy. <laughs> I can imagine that. You know, she's back again. <laughs> I, yeah. Yep. Yeah every time and and i would have weird stories too and now thinking back you know it's kind of like well it's like victims at crime scenes you take their report you know and even a few days later when they go to testify or something they're they're, where they're calmer and they're they're much more you know um their thinking is much clearer and things um do you look at the initial report and you're like what (laughs) what it like it's sometimes it's not very comprehensible and so thinking back at at these things i'm like did they not realize that in my story i said that this happened at two in the afternoon and i called the tow truck at nine at night you know i mean like right nobody thought about the missing seven hours like what did i do in that seven hours on the side of the road you know what i mean like (laughs) It's terrible. You're having some EM issues right now. <laughs> oh, I know. And I, but but I think I do that. I've I've determined with a lot of my guests on my show, if we have a lot of energy, it starts affecting uh, electronics around us. I affect lights and stuff all the time myself. But okay, you're yeah. talking about doctors. I knocked out after my last heart attack. I knocked out both my doctor's EKG machines when they got near me and almost his TV. Huh. Yeah. But luckily he was the first one I've ever met um, that had studied the electromagnetic effects on the human heart. He was a specialist in that area. Have you ever tried like getting readings from yourself or like an EMF reader and all that kind of stuff? No, but it would probably be interesting. Yeah, I'd want to do that immediately. I'd want to use EMF, electrical magnetic field, um, radiation field, and magnetic, yeah, electrical field, and then use the infrared thermometer to see what your levels are. Huh, never thought about that because yeah. it would be, I would assume it would be different after 
these things are in my, you know, in my immediate area, obviously. Um, So another thing, which I doubt anyone has ever researched, I only put two and two together after reading about astronauts and what would happen if humans, uh, you know, were taken into space back and forth and things like that. Um, An interesting thing, and I don't know if it became... I don't know how it happens. I don't know why it happens. And I wonder if this happens to other experiencers. But I started noticing um, myself, my kids, um, a few days before we're taken. And this is how I know it's coming. But also, since, you know, since I'm psychic, I started having, like, premonitions of, of being taken in certain scenarios and stuff that were usually in the future. Um, but my temperature, like I would get a fever a few days before, every time we were seen by specialists, all kinds of people about this. Like my daughter and I were, because we kept getting these fevers with no other symptoms. It wasn't like we were getting sick. Um, and they couldn't, they're like, I don't know, you just have some weird fever syndrome that, um, I was reading about and and looking at scientific theories of what would happen to humans if if you went into space and things like that so many times or whatever or astronauts your to make it safe to travel probably even through different dimensions you're and not internally cook basically when re-entering the atmosphere and things like that your body temperature would have to be raised beforehand to make it safe to do so and i'm like that's interesting that that happens right before i'm taken somewhere else outside of my own reality and exist you know i mean um because if that's the case then what's like does my body automatically do they trigger something that causes right. it to do that to make it safe for us to to travel to another place. You know what I mean? Right. That's interesting. Hmm. And I wonder if that that happens to other experiencers. You know, they just don't know it. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know how they say that that ETs maybe are on a different frequency, which is why we can't see them most of the time, or me and then we have experiences as experiencers and sometimes we see et beings so maybe they are raising like the em field around us or what we're doing so we're able to see that frequency and see the the beings themselves so i would you know maybe that's how mediumship works you know that's how i tell people that all the time that's how certain people can see spirits it's like cats you know or or they that was big in my experience yeah, they they see different, uh, oh, oh, an entirely different spectrum of color than humans are even capable of doing. Um, but as far as me communicating spirits and seeing spirits, if I go to a haunted location, I know, be, and I'm sure other mediums do this as well, you have to, like, I have to lower my frequency to be able to communicate with lower vibrational beings. Right. 
And, and I think that's also why I've always been able to see them. Not that I lower my vibration, but because my, my field of sensitivity to it is probably a little bit more, um, well, more sensitive than, than some people's. And I think that's the case with a lot of, um, you know, especially a lot of people in the paranormal field. Right. The same with cryptids and stuff too. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, it's not that they're not always there. If you go in the woods, elementals are like 100% always there. You just can't see them. That's interesting. Now, if you raise your vibration, many of them vibrate at a much, much higher frequency than humans. Humans humans vibrate at like five, what is it, like a five, level five frequency or something. Uh, many of these entities are like in the hundreds, like they're, they're Merkaba, literally, like their life force, their chi moves faster than the human eye could detect. And that's why they come across as orbs and things like that. Um, now, if you raise your frequency, if you, you know, if you eat right, if you eat um, a clean diet, if you um, exercise, if you're happy, if you, you know, music and color and art and things like that, if you have a balanced lifestyle, that's when I started encountering more of the higher vibrational beings. Okay. Well, that, that would explain. That's, I get that. Absolutely. You're seeing more, more purely, you know? Right. And that includes interdimensional beings. It's just hard to do that in this world because everything affects your your vibration, everything. Um, I was reading how if you live near train tracks, if you yes. live near a bridge, the vibration through the ground can have negative effects on the human body. Well, it's just like when I got my EMF reader that does magnetic, electrical, and radiation fields. I mean. The TV is so outrageous; it's it's, it's mind blowing. The alert, the alarm goes off on it when you turn the microwave on. The our cell, just our oh, cell yeah. phones, you know. At every then, refrigerators, washers, and dryers, you know. Yeah, and it's like, what what is this doing to our body? You know what I mean? That's what I think about too. You know, is it hurting us? Is this is normal? Is this why things ha happen in certain areas? Or you know what I mean? So. There is a, and, and it's you know, like, what, what's a healthy, what's a healthy level and what's not too. But there was a point I was so sensitive to it. My heart was so sensitive to like Wi-Fi towers and stuff. I, it was so depressing because I didn't know where I was going to go to get away from it. We're, they're everywhere. Satellites yeah. are everywhere. So I couldn't go out in the woods, you know, that that's where I really figured it out because I was, I was on a hike with my friends and we came around a corner to a tower that was disguised as a tree, right. but I kept, yeah. my heart rate got faster the closer we got to this thing. And I'm like, Oh, that's, you know, but where, where would you go to get away from it? Well, if you watched, um, and this is true, if you watch Skinwalker Ranch, they they take the people that are having encounters and they put them inside that metal, the metal box where the corn stalks usually are. That blocks EM and electrical fields and, and magnetic fields, so it can't affect you anymore. Wow, you just answered like why I'm not affected, um, 
my parents <laughs> live way out in the country and they, uh, their house is metal. You know, a lot of people in Kansas have the, uh, like the metal siding. Yeah. Yeah. And there's cornfields, like all, like obviously all out, out in the country. And, um, not only am I not affected by these things there, but 100, like I have been abducted probably a hundred feet from, from their property line before. Um, and I'm pretty sure my dad witnessed it and I, I 100%, but it was like a wall that, that stopped at their property line. And I'm like, that's weird. Why do I always feel safer? You know, but it's right. probably because they're like literally in a metal box, basically in the middle of a cornfield. That's gotta be what it is. Yeah. Huh. And everybody that they would put in there would start feeling better after a little bit, you know, it blocks and- the way. My old house also didn't affect me as much, but I thought about this. Like, it still probably had lead paint in the walls, <laughs> which which isn't good, but it's good in this no. in this scenario. And <laughs> I had the old um, metal blinds. Oh um, my god! And then I slept with with a uh, weighted blanket. So <laughs> if you want to not be abducted. <laughs> <laughs> you can get metal blinds, have lead paint, and and you know, a, basically a, a metal blanket around, and you'd be fine. <laughs> so, well, I would write a, a little list for people. <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, there's certain ones also. They they've told me this too that my tattoos. Anybody with a lot of tattoos, basically, um, the, some sometimes they can't. It affects their, them, um, like they can't touch me. They they can't physically touch me. Like it would basically poison them, which which makes sense that humans are that toxic that we would you know poison. <laughs> we would poison an ET. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that's what they were telling me. Basically, like, and a lot of people have metal in. I mean, we we have tons of metal in our body. Right. Um. That's another thing that raises. I so when I got Lyme disease, I started eating healthier and basically a completely raw, clean diet, and um, detoxing from any type of electronics. Um, like I don't watch TV, things like that. Um. I typically, for the most part, don't don't have my phone around me during the day. All, all the when I stopped doing all of those things is when I started being able to see more things, but also communicate with more things that were beneficial to help me. Okay. So you think the readings allowed, like staying away from the electronics, allowed you to be able to communicate to lower your yeah. frequency. Yeah. Okay. Well, to raise it, yeah. Raise- Okay. Yeah. So getting rid of the electronics would raise your frequency and not lower it. So how would you lower your frequency with more electronics? Lowering your frequency is doing things like not getting enough vitamin D, like sunlight, things like that. Um, Not eating, like eating processed foods. um, basically everything that's bad you know drinking smoking things like that as a medium and and a lot of spiritual people and that that's why you see more people like in um the 
visit the Ayurvedic communities and Buddhism and things like that, that meditate, like meditation. But of course, when you're meditating, you're, you're what? You're, you're not, you're quieting your mind. You're not around electronics or you're right. not, you know, you're not watching a screen per se. Um, there's so many singing, music, um, music has a, a, again, that's another sound frequency. Music, yeah. sound opens portals. So, um, you know, that's that's been around since the beginning of time. Um, different um, color, color therapy, vibration therapy, um, things like, I started doing red light therapy, um, which had a huge, huge effect in my healing with Lyme disease. Um, and that's a specific, um, not frequency, but it, it's a specific color red that, that has a healing effect. Okay. There's also blue lights that have healing effect, but not the kind that comes off of your phone and computer and things like that. But there's, right. there are specific, each one's for some, does something else, you know, okay. and, and I, it affects your DNA. I had no idea that there was colored lights to do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I used to do it, especially in the wintertime, you know, when the, the sun's not out as much. Um, and I would tell my clients as well as a personal trainer, if you go to red light therapy, it increases your collagen production. It increases your um, vitamin D production. Um, it's a good aid against like depression, um, decreases inflammation in your body, um, aids in healing um, at a cellular level, as well as like muscles and joints. Um, all of those things, because anything electromagnetic which has been seen a lot of times at like Skinwalker Ranch, people have brain swelling and stuff. Anything electromagnetic can cause inflammation. Um, so red light therapy kind of counteracts against a lot of those things. That's interesting. I never heard about that before. Well, I, and I'm sure that's actually probably from ET technology come to think. <laughs> they use a lot of different color therapy as well as um, it's used in like the cryotherapy and the like laser surgery surgery and things like that. It's just good to recommend to to experiencers that are having issues. You know what I mean? Yep. To help them get to a better state. Now, is it any kind of lights that you, you just go to the store and buy like a red light bulb or like? No, 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 no. Um, this is, there's only two places in my town that have it actually. Um, one is like a, a tanning place. But so it's like a tanning bed. It's literally like a like a pod you stand so it's in. Light therapy, and there was a right, light. but it's not a harmful UVA UVB rays. Okay, so uh, I like a tanning bed. Huh. I have done a red light UV bed before. You have Sorry. done that. Yes. It's it, it's essentially if it's called the red light therapy and the Ooh. healing. Yes, then that's that's what it. But you have to do it. You can't just do it once. Like. You would have to do it consistently for like a month for okay. it to work, basically. Yeah. yeah, they had it at the Planet Fitness where I was going to the gym at. And I was that's like, where I that? used to that's one of the places that had it that I used yes. to go to because that's it was right. it was fairly inexpensive. To do it that way at from the gym, it was you know, it's like twenty dollars a month or something. Twenty dollars, that's it, yeah. If you go to like 
a, a medical place that has the exact same machine, it, you know, it's, it's probably like a hundred and something a month. Cause I used to do that too. But Yeah. No, I'll pay yeah. it and do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you have to do it for like 10, 12 minutes at a time, probably three to four times a week to start with. But it, it literally made a such a difference, like night and day difference in my life. That's great. After I got past like the trigger, it was weird for me being in like a, a, a pod of red light. Obviously, as an experiencer, like that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what's the again, that even helps your hair grow back. That actually increases it, it uh, helps your hair follicles. So. So what does each color do something different to the body? It does. How many are there? I mean, is it literally every color in the book or is there only certain colors? No, um, I believe it's only red, green and blue it's red and green. Um, because those were the original colors. Like that's literally what makes up our DNA basically and, and everything in the universe. So um, there's there's so many different variations of it, too. That's interesting. So if someone's having like a, a bad paranormal experience, ET experience, what, what like what are some things that you know that work to help to stop the negative experience? Besides sage and Palo Santo oil and the reason, do you know why those work? Why? Well, I'm I'm just asking like what your opinion is on well, why those work. I know that the Palo Santo oil has to be natural and organic or it will not work. Um and uh, I just hear that it's a good thing to burn each quarter of your house, but you have to say the, the saying with it as well. Do it every day. Put the Palo Santo oil on your body. Do the saying with yourself. And then burn sage throughout the house too. But it can't just be done once, like you said, with the lighting. It has to be done every day. I don't know why exactly it works. I have no idea. I mean, shamans used to use it. So, well, I mean, I, I do have, yes, I, there is a spiritual side 100% as far as certain, uh, it's more, bec it's more because of the plant or the tree that it's coming from, um, is also an energetic being or entity, you know, but the reason, which is what I went to when I said like tattoos and stuff, so there was one time when something really bad was coming and, and I knew it and, um, you know, something else warned me beforehand and gosh, they're trying to get me not to say this too, because it helps people. But, but they were telling me like anything, any type of perfume, cologne, um, oil, anything at the time that you have available. I got to where I used to carry around the most obnoxious perfume <laughs> from like, it was like my grandma's or something from, you know, that kind that like makes you, makes your eyes water. It's so potent from like, you know, <laughs> which is what it does to them. So that's the same thing of like, you know, these, these um, theories of eating garlic and certain herbs and things like that. That's why, that is exactly why. So there are certain beings that are bad that cannot they are so sensitive they absorb literally everything it's almost like sponges in our atmosphere they absorb smells 
and tastes and um, oils and stuff. And it's it it's so harmful and obnoxious to them. It's very it's like it's like poison to them. Be, and I'll tell you the craziest story of why I know this, because that time when I knew something was coming, and I and nobody would believe this, but if, if you ever have an experience again, and you, it, the new iPhone. Well, this was like this was a few years ago. But it was my iPhone when iPhone started um, being able to identify something, you know, like a a frame in a picture, yeah. like a person's face. And a lot of people started doing like thought it was it was identifying ghosts and stuff. Yes. So so when I knew this thing was like in my living room or something, and I I couldn't see it with my own eyes, which which I can see spirit, so I knew it wasn't a spirit. I put my phone up. I couldn't see it, but I could see the square. And I sprayed air freshener, and it like zapped out my phone. And this thing went crazy. Like I'm like, huh. So my mom was right when I was little, and she said she was spraying monster spray and used the air freshener can or something. Wow. <laughs> it probably literally kept them, because they cannot stand um, strong scents or, or taste or anything like that. So if you, that. like, slather on lotion, cologne, whatever you got, if, you, if you're about to be abducted, it'll, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I've come up with some crazy I, I know nobody's gonna believe me they're like whatever Trish yeah y'all are gonna be wishing like during the apocalypse you're like shit I should have written down all these things that she said I should have been watching the distant piece with Trish Mo. <laughs> <laughs> not just watching it taking notes <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious people think I'm crazy and then it'll come out watch they'll be like no we've We've investigated like something. It, it always happens that way. Like, I'm like, <laughs> because my family does this. Like, they'll be like, didn't you tell us that years ago? I'm like, yeah, yeah. But now you listen because somebody says it on TV. Like, <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like the car thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Here, everybody's getting electric cars, and that's stupid because they're either <laughs> going to get hit with an EMP. Or they'll get abducted because they can just shut it down anytime they want. Or your car will get possessed and lock you in it itself, you know? Yeah, I'll never, ever have an electric car. Mm. Stupid. It's just so stupid. It's ridiculous. And then you got to pull over and then you got to plug your car in and sit there for a half an hour. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> I live in a place where, like, to go anywhere is at least 45 minutes between towns. So... Oh would be screwed like <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i think they only last like 50 minutes you know without a charge or something so yeah i, I i'm good I don't, I don't want none of that <laughs> i laugh at people when i see them driving i'm like and then i see them at the gas station sitting there and it's like i pump my gas in two minutes and they're still sitting there for another half an hour i'm laughing at them like yeah and i've seen videos where they like they blow up at the charging they're like the charging station blows yeah, up catch fire yeah it's insane no, no thank you i've already been struck by lightning and like electrocuted and stuff there's no way you would get me to <laughs> be charged like <laughs> if you have some fun with you <laughs> we got trust to get an electric car yes no way Humans could actually, you know, if we harnessed our own power, we could, we could power the entire planet for years, for probably the rest of our lives if we wanted to. But 
then nobody could profit off of it. So that's all it comes down to is profit. Gas, all of it, electric. I want so what is your what's your theory on on that that these things aren't coming from outside of the earth and outside of our universe, but from within the earth. Yeah, that's that's something that I've been looking at for the past couple of months. Uh, probably the past two months, I've been really looking into that. Um, and I'm reading that book, Dark Fleet, which really gets into how, you know, they've, you know, they came here and uh, took over and then they wound up moving underground. And it's like we call them extraterrestrials, but maybe they've been here just longer than we have been here. And maybe we're some kind of, you know, seeding from them, something else, something that they created. Um, the book talks about it, you know, the Atlantic part of the of the world being at the true Atlantis from the Bible that talks about it. And uh, the Pacific is where the reptilians live now under the ground and they fight with a different race that they're at war with. And uh, under the ground is the safest place to be for them. Um, but I don't know. I think... I do think that maybe it's possible that there are some species here already, if not a couple. Um, and they are just living in Antarctica and it's possible the government knows about it. And that's why you're not allowed to fly in a no fly zone in Antarctica. And when they did that one time, they seen the hole going into the ice. Um, it's possible. I, I mean, I believe it. I, I don't know how I could not believe that. You know, I, I try to keep my mind open to, all possibilities when it comes to this phenomenon and i don't count nothing out because so far more and more stuff keeps coming out and it's like see you can't you can't count nothing out so i do believe it but i do know that um they uh, there's a lot of them that travel through water because yeah. it's it, it's actually like like water even fog and and things like that which makes sense because there's more mass and fog, you know, obviously, or rain or lakes or anything uh, than than just air. So, right, and um, we're—I mean, there's so much more water. That'd be the number one place to hide if you're going to hide underwater. Right. We, don't, we haven't even explored more than ten percent of our oceans, and then you I got always say that. Like, why are we sending people to space when we should be training divers? You know what I mean? Like, why are we? <laughs> That's what I've always said, you know. Yes. Um, when I first like, got why, we have all this stuff that we we we're finding new fish and and whales and things like that, yeah. and the fact that whales and dolphins are literally the smartest being, on like science has proven that yeah. time and time again yeah. on this entire planet, and that um, even over humans, like the real aliens, other of, you know, it's crazy. And it's like you're spending all this money, and we haven't even mm -hmm. searched all the jungles yet either, you know. Oh, and yeah. the mountaintops and all that. And there's like we could have probably there's probably things here that we could find that would really help this this planet in general. And we regular civilians find shit every day on like Google Earth now, out in the middle of the yeah, ocean, because they're doing more research than scientists are. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And they'll they'll all of a sudden discover like a new bigger shark right. or you know something that we didn't yep. even know existed yep and this is like just that, from some some like 12 year old sitting in their basement you know like right. scrolling google earth right 
the 2004 Nimitz that was flying from the air and then going to the water, flying in and out. And then there's that Russian, the Bacall Lake one, where the Russians dive down and see the, the ET beings there. And that's yeah. what you talked about earlier about coming up from the water too fast. And they all end up dying. It's like, that would be the smartest place for ETs to hide, you know? I and think... Travel. Have you heard of the... Um bottomless lakes in new mexico no i haven't oh it's the craziest thing like the, all these all uh, think about it all of these things that we just discussed are 100 normal in new mexico where i grew up near the cliff dwellings the gila cliff dwellings people went underground and like disappeared for how i mean how many years like forever um and then of course there's roswell obviously but there's the um, bottomless lakes and they have a very high sulfur content, which is, you know, it's kind of like uh, hot springs and stuff. They're, they're not hot though, but nobody's ever been able to dive to the bottom or reach the bottom, like anything. I mean, it, it's crazy. Huh. It's very common there. That's interesting. I'll have to look into that. I feel like people don't, it, there's there's a stigma about New Mexico too. I feel like people that aren't from there are like nobody ever investigates or researches it because it is kind of scary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to go to Roswell. I am dying to go there. I want to go there so bad and go in the fucking excuse me the stupid uh, museums and just go look at everything. And you know. it's very touristy now, but it but it is you know it is interesting to see. I want to nerd out, um, you know. <laughs> I want to see. So this place, it, Bottomless Lakes, um, it is, I, I can't think of the, uh, the water's like a blue-green color, like in the, you know, like in some of the tropical islands. Yeah. Um, in the ocean, but in, in New Mexico. So it's a very odd, it's in uh, Chavez County, New Mexico. It's um, outside of Roswell. So I would definitely look into that if I were you. Well, you know, if you if you ever go there. Because um, it's it's uh, it's along the the Pecos 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 Pecos. Gosh, I moved to Kansas now. I can't I can't even pronounce things. That are... <laughs> <laughs> the Pecos River. Um, but it's been there, you know, I don't know if it was discovered or established in 1933. Um but they're they're just they're small like in diameter, but they're there's no end like they're deep. Hmm. And then another thing which you should look into um, is Carlsbad Caverns. They have the flight of the bats. There's I don't know thousands thousands if not millions of bats that live in the caves there. I do not want to go in those caves. Then have you ever seen? Oh, it's amazing though. Yeah, but, but then isn't there like bat poo all over the ground and roaches running around? And um, it's really cold in those caves. So, and, and there's still a lot of water and stuff. And they have the uh, what is it like the stalactite? What is that like the crystal thing? It, it's yeah. real like so. The bat is it guano? guano? Is that, is that guano yeah. like that. Yes, it has created. It's crystallized. It's actually really interesting. Um, 
I almost uh, did a, became a scientific uh, researcher um, and moved there this, this last year for wow. that specific cave. I would have lived like right outside the, the entrance to the cave, actually, um, and gotten to research the bats, which would have been amazing. Um, the reason all of that and, and the name of your, you know, um, the project um, and, and the dead bat outside my truck, the reason all of that's interesting to me is because I'm a lot like after studying bats and dolphins and, and all of these different birds and animals that navigate via sonar, um, which is vibration, right? Um, I can identify with that because it affects me. The way I know that these different ships and why they affect me so much, or even like sonic, uh, different sonic fluctuations and, and, and sonic warfare and things like that, is because it makes me very, um, it, I get my directions turned around almost exact opposite. Like, I'll be so confused as far as my coordination and things like that is how it affects me. And I would assume that's how it affects these animals. Huh. With their ability to navigate and, and maybe even like people, if you, it would be interesting to see when these things happen, because I, I can tell on those days also there's weird car accidents, like people will be driving off bridges and stuff, you know, that just don't, happen on a normal basis right. i mean they do but not that many in a day yeah there's definitely something to that for sure you know and it's just like when you see like the birds and the, and the flocks and you see them all fall out of the sky or something oh yeah and, you know i've seen that a couple different times it's extremely strange looking but it has to do with some kind of metagenic field or something changing the way the air is or you know space and time all that but i really want to know like how the brain reacts to em and how how it all works we have some stuff papers that were sent to us and a couple things that i found and i really want to dive into that and look at it you know and see the different I would ways start with uh biofeedback what is that that's that's basically the fluctuations in in your brain activity like how each person and, and the planets affect these things too and the moon so you also have to take into account that like i i re like i research my own um biorhythm um charts which everybody has but people don't realize how much planets and the moon affect us on a physical level so you have to discount that first before you start getting into any outside factor affecting it because every moon is under a different planetary phase right every full moon well every planet affects different organs differently for instance this last one was in gemini the full moon which affects your uh your throat um and your fingers, circulation, things like that. So if you notice during those times, you're more susceptible to injury on that specific part of your body during that specific time, which huh. has nothing to do with electronics or UFOs or, or anything else. It's, it, 
it's 100% based on um, the combination of increase in electromagnetic energy with the moon and whatever planet is affecting that part of your body. That's why it's like dangerous to have surgery on, you know, if I was going to have throat surgery, I wouldn't want to do that on a Gemini full moon because right. I'm probably more likely to be very injured or die. So you where know? do you find out? Where do you find this information out about, you know, what moves what at the time and what it affects on your body? Is there somewhere specific? Um, yeah, there, there's actually tons of information on that. Um, I think even NASA has an educational um, site on certain, and I, and I can find the, the specific ones and send it to you, but um, because they actually started putting together the astrology and astronomy from our our ancestors you know from thousands of years ago from from what they found in in caves and in egypt and things like that and even especially like in the greek greek and roman times and stuff they were big into that and they started actually looking more into it and taking in taking it um you know considering it more realistically as something Thing that was scientific, ba scientifically based, and and once you get down to it, it, it is scientifically based because if you studied a person's cellular structure during those times, um, and how how the moon's energy affects the human body, which obviously if it affects animals and tides and everything else, we're mostly water. Of course, it's going to also affect us. Um, so so and then you take into account the different you know position of the poles and where a person's located and things like that also make a difference but there's there's tons of sites that um will tell you what planet affects what organs okay. and then you just go by like okay if this planet affects these organs then you look at you know next month the moon's i don't even know what the moon's going to be in next month um but then you pay attention to what that what organs that planet affects. I'm gonna have to keep that in mind and pay attention to that because that's interesting. I never I've never really thought about that and didn't even know that was really a thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and once you start studying that, you'll probably look back, you know, at different times in your life. And you could even I'm go real. back to different times you were injured you know and right. look up the planetary where where the the moon was at the time or where plant what planets were were in our orbit at the time or whatever and you would make a direct correlation so you could even prove it you know based on your own life okay now the trick is as humans if we paid attention more to that then we could probably prevent a lot of ailments um during those times absolutely <laughs> a lot of stuff that we need to start paying attention to in this world <laughs> that we don't that would help in the long term for sure i've thought about that also i'm like what if all this time they're not coming and constantly like abducting us what if they're coming in constantly like it, it's like ambulances all the time saving us from something stupid we've done Gosh. <laughs> 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 we can't we can't leave them alone for five minutes without them screwing something up as damn humans. 
<laughs> They're gonna kill themselves. <laughs> they gave us a soul. They gave us a soul, and they made us feel and be emotional and all that good stuff. So, what do they expect? <laughs> right. <laughs> really, you know. <laughs> I've often wondered too. Um, have you seen that that interview that everybody thought was? I mean, obviously. Um, fake back in the day it was it was probably 15 20 years ago maybe not even that much um it was with a gray alien and like sitting in a room interviewed by like the fbi or cia or something i don't remember and he said that he was us but in the future i hear that a lot i hear that that comes up a lot a lot, a lot. yeah and I've thought about that. I'm like, well, if you think of it now, if we lose all humanity based on uh, numerous factors, you know, people are becoming uh, more and more, I guess, numb to bad things. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of the more violent video games like kids play and the more yeah. Yeah. wars we have and the more we just be start becoming less affected by it it seems like and so even with ai with with artificial intelligence eventually you're taking out the human energy right. from writing and talking and art and everything else to where even cars like they have cars that drive themselves now they have semi trucks that don't even need drivers that are on the road you, you know what i mean like you're taking the hu human out of humans, basically, and about out of our entire world. Yeah, so eventually, smart. we probably would become, you know, kind of emotionless and um, wouldn't have a need for for things like different facial features and hair and and all the things that Everything that make us unique. There would be no personality in life. No, there'd be no color. It would all be gray. <laughs> Literally, like they're gonna get mad at me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just. But what if they're trying to like go back in time? We know that time travel is a thing. So obviously. So what if they're trying to redo everything so we don't get to that? You know what I mean? So we don't get to that point again. That's possible. I mean, maybe. <laughs> All possibilities are endless when it comes to this. I think they can do wow. anything they want. I then I was I was about to say then you get into all the different religions that have said that that is the apocalypse, like the end is the beginning, the beginning is the end. So if we're headed towards that, and then you go back and think about like Egypt and and things where they were bald and they were kind of. A lot of things they did made them seem void of emotion or like yeah. that yeah. human, you know, empathy. Um, and so maybe that maybe we do that in cycles over and over and over. And then we have to reset the entire world again, you know, where we start all over because we do that in our own lives all the time. I wonder how many times we've reset it. Yeah. You know, really, honestly. That's what I'm saying. Every culture has their version of that story. But we just, we're like, no, no, let's, let's find a different, let's find a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> but we're ignoring along the way while we're trying to find this different proof 
that they were, we're when, while we're trying to prove them wrong, you know, through our ego as humans, we're missing all these opportunities to change. So we just keep repeating it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sad. That's really depressing, actually. <laughs> That's why the ones that know about it, we have to do the changing, you know? Yeah. Gotta start somewhere. So I, I didn't even realize it's already 10 15, but Jesse has been, it, it's been fun having you on again. It was good to talk to you again. Um, I, I put um, your link in the, um, in the chat box. It's also, it will be posted um, on my YouTube, on this video on YouTube, obviously um, in the information. And um, again, Jesse, tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me every Thursday. New episodes come out of UFO Encounters Worldwide. They're on all podcast platforms and KGRA Digital Broadcast Radio every Wednesday at midnight. Um, you can catch me on Twitter, on Facebook, um, wherever. Um, and if you want to see our project, uh, that's projectbattech404.wordpress.com. And that's it. Thank you for having me tonight, Trish. It was actually a fast two hours. <laughs> And so the uh, the link on the ticker here going across the bottom of the screen is Jesse's podcast, which, again, I said, has um, grown exponentially to the top five of Spotify. When did you start that again? Uh, I started my what with a podcast. Uh huh. It was uh, last year. So we hit our year in July or June, okay. June or July. So yeah, we're in the top five percent most followed podcasts. So wow, congratulations on that! That's exciting. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god, you know. So yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And I will be on Jesse's show. Um, yeah. And I'll have to look at my calendar again. What I I told you, January. Mid January. Um, yes, mid January. So I've given him a lot of homework to. To ask me a question. <laughs> We're gonna get deep. <laughs> so thank you all for I guess for those of you who celebrate Yule. Um, that is in a few days, obviously. Um blessings for that. And for those of you who celebrate Christmas, obviously this weekend coming up, Merry Christmas. We will be, I think I will be here on the 26th. Um but otherwise, have a safe holiday, and thank you for watching. Um, if we don't catch you, until next year, everybody have a wonderful end of this year, and we will see you again. Have a good night.